look like Ethan's. Oh. Wow, you went there. You go. What do you say, Keithmas? Take Keith a look at the <laughs> children. They're smiling once again. Michaela and the Keith and their army. And it's, and it's our show. Go. Hello. That that's the part that rhymes. You know, when you say Keithmas, though, it just sounds like you just have a little lisp. Like Keithmas. <laughs> what if I do? Anyways, what if you're what? No, you're broadcasting my insecurities to like thousands of millions of people, and you're you're just gonna out me like that? It's taken me years to come o to get over that. Okay, okay. First, first that, and then the guy at church that said I have a face for radio, and you're just gonna broadcast <laughs> this. You're gonna broadcast all of my insecurities. It's Christmas, Michaela. And speaking of Christmas. Welcome to We're Only Only Children, the only podcast for only children. And you. And you. Guess what, everybody? We lied Chicken about butt. having one episode. Keith? <laughs> <laughs> we lied about having one episode this week. This is our, drum roll please, Christmas special. That sounded like a Phil, a Tom Phil. I don't want to talk about what my waves just did when I did that just then um anyways so uh keith yes we <laughs> didn't introduce ourselves maybe we should introduce ourselves yeah yeah I, I got lost for a second so i'm michaela and i'm keith and today we have a special guest with us we do so Hi everyone, I would like to introduce you to a very special guest who does not actually know what it's like to be an only child, but does know what it's like to have an only child. It's my mother, Twyla. Hi! Yay. Merry Christmas! Merry Christmas, Mom! So that's who this is? My mother? Yeah. I just thought this is just a special guest. Like, a new friend? I thought this was the uh, raffle winner. Oh yeah, no. The, she actually the super tried... big raffle that we hosted. That... I just I told her that I would introduce her as my mother when we got on the show, but it's actually just a really super fan of ours that she's been begging to be on the show for a very long time. So is is this our fan from France that has listened to like every episode? Yeah. So I don't know if you knew, Mom, but we are an international podcast. Yes. All... All six continents. We're still working on Antarctica for the penguins. Wow, I am so impressed. Yeah, we're so... We're, my uh, only children. We're kind of a big deal. Yeah. I noticed, Mom, that you are wearing um, a nice kind of fluffy shawl thing, but it's not a yellow shirt. Keith? Am I supposed well, to be wearing she a yellow didn't shirt? Know. She did It's okay. Guests don't have to wear the yellow shirts. If they want to, that's cool. But, she Michaela, the thing is, you know better. That's why I yell at you. I'm literally wearing my yellow shirt. Yeah, you are, and that's why I didn't bring anything up. I'm wearing my yellow shirt because what I do didn't you expect want to get a cookie? You. Every time that you wear the yellow shirt, even though you're supposed to, every time, do you want me to say, "Wow, Michaela, thank you so much for wearing the yellow shirt that hey, we mom. we were always supposed to wear." Hey, mom, can I have a cookie after this because I wore my yellow shirt? I'll get you a cookie, baby. Hey, can thank I have you. a cookie too? <laughs> no, I'll I'll send you a cookie, Keith. Thank you. So, Keith, 
I would love, since I introduced uh, our special guest today, I would love if you would introduce the episode and what we've got going on today. You know what? I'll... I, I think it'll be funny for you to introduce it. Uh, she's not going to be here for the whole episode, but I, I'd like to introduce my special guest. Give me a second. I'll see if she'll come in here. Is he grabbing his mother? Are you grabbing your mother? Is the dog in there with you, Mom? Yes, and he is scratching at my leg because he doesn't understand the headset that's on my head and why I'm talking loudly, and he thinks something's wrong. So I've got one hand on the computer and one hand on him. Hello. Is that so we mom? have Michaela's special guest, and this is my special guest. Say hi into the microphone. Hello. Yes. Hi. Do you want to talk about Hallmark movies that you haven't watched, but the, is the other one? three of us? Huh? Is there one that I haven't watched? <gasps> Have you watched all of them? It, it's the three that you haven't watched. Okay. Does this she have the headphones mom. on? Can... <laughs> Hi, Mom. Oh. I was going to say, Keith, she can't hear us. Now you can hear. <laughs> oh, now I can hear. Hi, Mom. <laughs> Hi. Hi, Mom. This is my mom. Hi. Hi, Mom. Oh, Keith looks like you. Hi. A little bit. A little bit. <laughs> so you're a Hallmark fan? I am. I am I've too. I've watched all of them and it drives him nuts. <laughs> I understand. I'm a Hallmark movie junkie. I understand. It's a mom thing. <laughs> that's uh, that's what our whole episode is about tonight. And Keith uh, wanted to think of a good way to introduce it. So here we have you to introduce us to... The Hallmark movie episode. <laughs> you gotta talk Keith, closer stop. into it. Keith, stop bullying your mom. Do you not like the camera? No, I don't like the camera. <laughs> <laughs> he Dude. likes to be center stage, and I hate it. Well, you, you raised an they actor. They don't see it. It's an audio <laughs> medium, so. <laughs> Do, we just look at you. I don't know. He he's talking the same time you're talking and Oh no, I'll I'll let him talk. I won't I, I won't a... let him bully you. No, that's okay. I'll let you go watch your stories. Anyway, <laughs> it was nice to meet you. And nice to see you again. Watch all of the Hallmark movies that you can cuz it's like Christmas and so you have to watch them. It's a rule. That is it good. is. It makes you it makes you get in the Christmas spirit. Now's the season that's... for Hallmark movies. Absolutely, I agree. <laughs> I love it. Are you bullying me now? Nope. Thank you. He'll ne Bye! Love He'll never you, know what we were talking about because he didn't have the headphones on. Yeah, we were just talking trash Hi, about back. you. Yeah, no, I figured. So anyways, that's your introduction, folks. This is a... Hallmark movie podcast. Special. So is this is this Merry Mom's Miss or Merry Christmom? I think it would be Mom's Miss, right? I think I like Christmas, uh, like Merry Mom's Miss. You like that, Mom? Sure. This is the episode where we introduce our our very large, very very large fan base to our mothers. So. Yes. Well, your mother and I already have something in common. We both are parents of only children, and we love Hallmark movies. I like her already. Well, here we go. So, Well, mo Mom likes watching them 
for the most part in the same way that I do, where we'll watch it and we'll be like, wow, that was brand new. We've never seen anything like that one. <laughs> but, um... I, she, I noted a, a hint of sarcasm there. No, this is a very serious <laughs> podcast where we talk about serious things. Over serious yeah, we make people time. cry yeah. on our podcast. I can so, tell. What, what are we doing this episode, Michaela? So, as you can see, as Keith kind of introduced a second ago, what we did this week, um, we brought on my mother, not only just because she's my mother, but because Keith and I decided we were really going to get into the Christmas spirit by watching the pinnacle of Christmas, which is indeed the Hallmark Channel. Yes. And there is no greater Hallmark movie expert than Twyla Boudreaux Moore. Yes. Here, here in our here in our studio with us today. Um, yes. So what we did is we got her to tell us her top three Hallmark movies that we needed to watch, and Keith and I, for the good of all of you, we did sit down and watch them. We did indeed. We did. It was fun. It was so, great. Mom, I'm going to leave this one to you. I'll let you introduce which of these movies you would like to talk about first. And then, well, yeah, I was thinking that too. And then at the end, we'll rank them from favorite to least favorite. Yeah, I love that idea. Great. I, I do understand. And <laughs> and also, there are, there are some other ones that I really enjoyed as well. But these are some repeats. I, I keep going back and watching them each season. So there must be a reason for that. So why don't we go in the order that I gave you? You want to start with a Christmas detour? Sure. Okay, that was the first one I watched. That was the first the one I watched as well. I think um, we watched so, them in the same order, Michaela. Probably. Um, so, Mom, give us a little synopsis of The Christmas Detour, since you've probably watched it multiple times, and Keith and I have watched it a total of one. Yes. Okay, um, Candace Cameron Bure is uh, traveling um, to, is it Manhattan that she's going to? New York, I believe? I think yeah. it is. I, th- yeah. I think it is New York. Because they got stuck in Buffalo. Yeah, she got stuck in Buffalo. Yes, 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 yes. Yeah. Uh, She has never met her fiancé's parents. They are rather uppity. And uh, she is wanting to make a good impression, but she gets snowed in. All the flights get canceled. And it's it's just one uh, catastrophe after another. But she (laughs) kind of uh, groups up with this guy who's trying to get home for Christmas also. And his story is he doesn't hasn't been home in four years because when he and his fiance broke up, she ended up getting engaged to his brother, and he did not want to go home because he was so resentful of this. But now he's decided to make amends. He didn't know that they were engaged, I think, but he knew that they were dating for a while. So anyway, um, then there's this couple, um, uh, Frank and Maxine, and they they all end up trying to travel together and take a a, a vehicle in the snow and. Um, have to spend the night in a hotel or bed and, be- bed and breakfast and um, she finally gets to to Manhattan and gets to her in-laws and a lot of revelations happen she figures out a lot about herself and what she really needs and wants for her happiness and so does he and so does the couple what does she do again what what is her profession Are you I forgot that rhetorically I feel like you remember Keith no I know I forgot She's, I forgot. She, she's she wrote, a, wait, like, wait, 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 wait. She's a wedding planner. Yes. I mean, no, she writes, she writes, you she failed, writes, you she failed your own pop quiz. I did. <laughs> she writes stories because when they're on the plane, the guy, Paul Green, um, 
um, picks up a magazine and uh, one of her articles in it, and he's kind of making fun of it because he doesn't like all the fluffy romantic stuff because, of course, he got hurt. And mm-hmm. that's what she writes about in magazines, and she's so pu- she gets her articles published. Okay, I have to state one brief moment. So when this movie started for me, yeah, I think just like as a New Yorker and as a frequent flyer when there's not a pandemic happening, like I fly a lot, and I'm so used to packing my bags. I, I told you, Mom, like um, on the plane, my most recent plane ride, I was so proud of myself because... I'm so used to packing my suitcase that it was right at 50 pounds. It was perfect. <laughs> right. But I just, I have so many questions about her character. Because I, I told you, Mom, I was like, I would punch her in the face. And you were like, no, she's cute and bubbly. She's got a great personality. Mom, she brought a vision board as her carry-on to the plane ride. <laughs> yeah, I, I've been on the plane exactly like twice. And that, that was for a round board. trip thing. So basically just once. And even I know that that's, like, an awful thing to do. I was just thinking, I was like, bro, you couldn't have left your vision yeah, she, board at home. Okay. You, need to, you need to bring do, that to your fiancé's parents' house. Do, do you I, have I, anything more that you would like to <laughs> add before we I start really that... digging into the meat and potatoes here? I, I think that whole thing with, with her suitcase being overstuffed and the vision board carrying it on the plane and and not meaning to be annoying but she was I think that was all meant to show her um that she's rather naive to a a large degree and a little bit unaware of what's going on around her and she kind of lives in a little bit of a dream world that's definitely true they kind of took that to they kind of took that to like a disney channel extreme to me yeah I very yeah. much viewed... Okay, if I had to compare her to something, I would very much compare her character to, like, Lizzie McGuire or something. Yeah, I get but, that. But she was just very out of touch of reality. And it showed, because also she had, like, zero chemistry with her own fiancé. Uh, yes. And she also, didn't even notice. Like, if you're gonna, if you're dating somebody, I'm assuming it was at least a year. Did they say something about how long they'd been dating? I don't know. I hope it was longer than a year. But it, <laughs> if I'm going to bring this up later as well. But it's like, if you're engaged to somebody and you haven't met their parents yet, like, even in a phone call or anything, that's pretty suspect. Like, we you, have you need technology. to be the bit. You're hiding something. We have If you means. haven't introduced your significant other to the parents I, until know, you're like, engaged. Right. I know Hallmark planned it this way and everything, but I had so much beef with her fiance just in the fact that like she's stuck in a snowstorm and then when and she he's finally just like, gets Well, I guess we'll make adjustments. Yeah. Ugh. And when she finally gets there, he's like, I don't know, I usually just check the weather before I get on the plane. I was like I Are... know. <laughs> <laughs> then I... what what was she supposed to do? Do you know who didn't check the weather before they got on the plane? Me, on that trip back from New York last summer, where Keith picked me up from the airport and uh, went yes. in right uh, in time yes. for our matinee. <laughs> that was super fun. <laughs> but how was I supposed to know that there was a thunderstorm in Chicago? Just like she was, she didn't know that there was a blizzard in Buffalo and she was going to get stuck. Though I, I was also pretty mad at her fiancé because he's like, 
no, my parents are going on a cruise Christmas Day. You have to be here at any cost. Yeah. Forcing her to get on the icy roads in dangerous conditions with these strangers. And, of okay. course, they got into a wreck. And then, and then also he said to her, and if you can't make it here, we're just going to have to postpone the wedding. Because what? we can't we can't yeah. do this without you meeting them. He's a yeah. grade A jerk. And I like, mean, okay. it's like uh, his parents were trying to make all these decisions for them when it's like it's not their decision to make with the wedding. Like it, it's their your special child's like day. what thirty? Like come on. Oh, I do have to say, uh, Keith. Disclaimer to put in here as well. If any of you listeners out there like legitimately want to watch these Hallmark movies. Yeah, spoiler alert. Spoiler we're, we're alert. We're not spoiler alert. holding <laughs> anything back. Like, Yeah, no, we're telling you the whole dang plot. Yeah. Um, so if you haven't seen A Christmas Detour, go watch it and then come back. And if if you don't want to watch it, if you just want to hear us talk about it, cool. Welcome but, back. But also, but also um, she wanted the fairy tale ending so badly with what she had created in her head about this that, that to a certain degree she was willing to set some of these things aside hoping mm-hmm. that it would all work out but all the little insults that started coming out like when his mother uh, said things about um, her her uh, her off the rack dress can can still look designer oh or how she nice. really looked like she had gone on that intense journey yes uh, yes oh I, it shows and I can she see it all over perfectly you. fine I was she like, looked great wow. Yeah. I, and she like she she touches her perfectly coiffed curled hair and is like um okay and I I'm guess thinking I'm not like perfect. yeah I'm thinking like if if like my significant other's mother bullied me in that way I would kind of be like maybe I don't like your son anymore <laughs> deuces listen like I, I'm I'm not being dramatic but like you marry into the family too and if you're looking at their parents like mm, and the son wasn't doing anything it about is. it either. He was just well, like, that, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. that was a big revelation too that I think she started seeing because she, I think she started visualizing what life was really going to be like at that point because he yeah. was not going to stand up against his parents. I almost fell off the sofa though whenever she snorted when she was laughing and the look I on did. his mother's face. <laughs> I did enjoy that. Okay, my perks about this movie, I thought, okay. what's the dude's name? The actor? I want to talk about Paul, him as Paul well. Green. I want to. Paul, I have a Paul lot Green. of thoughts about this man. I thought he was extremely attractive. Like, definitely good casting on their part. That he was just he was a a major hottie. Um, his voice also had this soothing like nature documentary quality to it. Mm-hmm. Um, that yeah, I could just listen to him speak outside of the acting context. I'm not positive on how much I was impressed with him as an actor. I would say, but I enjoyed his voice. Keith is shaking his head. He's very adamant about this. <laughs> but, um, okay, before I move on, do you want to talk about Paul Green, Keith? I do. I want to talk about this. Okay, so I am not attracted to men, so I'm not coming at this Disclaimer. with the perspective of Michaela. But the thing that stuck out to me from the moment that he was on screen I'm just visualizing him meeting with his agent and his agent says you look good with a smile do that and he took that direction and ran with it the entire movie because there's like zero scenes where he's not smiling about something like (laughs) he's getting on the plane and he's just like smirking the whole time and it's like why are you smirking why are you smiling there is nothing here to say that you should be like smiling 
If somebody got on the plane behind me and was doing that, I'd be like, sir, I don't want to be on this plane with you right now. (laughs) No, it just doesn't fit. And it's like, bro, you can branch out from just a smile and actually, like, perform. But I, th- yeah. I think that's his. I think that's his um, slash. Um, I'm flirtatious. I care about you, but I'm nice at the same time. Smile that 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 they decided to do over and over and over again for all of the female audience out there, so they could just keep watching Paul Green. Yes, pandering. Is, Thank you. He is really pretty, <laughs> but I will say probably my favorite part of the movie by far was Frank and Maxine. I thought I they were great. I love Frank and Maxine. They were fun. I will give him that. Although I'm gonna skip forward to like the end of the movie, just mm-hmm. a little bit. Just talking about Frank and Maxine, I did like their story. Their story was a lot more endearing than yeah. the two main characters. I was a mm-hmm. I followed that, and I was a bigger fan of them because it just felt more natural. It's very because real. It, it's very like real. You, you're in a super long term relationship, and you start to like lose that spark. But then big events happen, and it, it can draw you together, like um, not missing flights, but like getting canceled flights, spending night in the hotel yeah. room, going on this crossroad, cross-country journey, uh, cross-state, cross-state journey uh, with strangers. Buffalo, <laughs> yeah, okay. I know. <laughs> but um, yeah, it, it like, it brings you together. Because it's yeah, just like and, all of these, kinda... it reminds you of like the basic love. It, it strips it down to the basic love that you have for each other and really makes it shine. Because when y- you add all these unpredictable elements, it really um, makes you vul- vulnerable to that person. And so I think they got to see that side of each other that they hadn't seen in a long time. And, um,. I thought the movie did them justice, except at the end when Frank was the one to say, like, if we go into that house and we're not, we need to, like, make a decision here and now. Like, we're going in there together or we're going in there separated. Like, we need to make this decision now because I don't want to keep playing this game. It just felt very out of character for Frank to say that. I feel like that should have been Maxine line. I feel like that should have been her line because it's more with her character. I understand that it's like he's the comedic um, person in that. And so it's cool to see like that he's in it too. And like in with that, uh, the seriousness, but they, they could have hinted at that moment coming a lot earlier. I I think what I I will say, because it it was just like a Mack truck. It was just like, bam, he's serious. I think, like, the juxtaposition there is that Maxine was kind of the one who kept pushing him away the whole movie, mm-hmm. like, um... Which, like it, it would have been they... good redemption, too, for her if it was, like... Right. If it was her saying those things. But did yeah, you but... see the look of surprise on Maxine's face when he did? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, just, I, like... I feel like he, he could have done something with his actions rather than mm-hmm. his words. That makes and sense. And, you know, you know that they were, they were around this um, other couple who were figuring out their feelings for each other, and I think that kind of sparked something in them to, to remember why they had gotten married to begin with, but that they had forgotten. Yeah, mm-hmm. and that being said, too, honestly, like, I felt much more of a chemistry between them than I did between 
the two main characters <laughs> of the movie. Um, I mean, I can say that Paul Green is hot, though. Do you think uh, Candace Cameron is pretty, Keith? How would she, she is as your attractive. heroine? Yeah. I mean, I, I've kind of had a crush on her since Full House, so... I was going to say, like, yeah, she's, D, she's DJ Tanner. She, she has a very wholesome, you know, yeah. um, she's type cute. of character. She's such a She's such a cute person, and mm-hmm. she still is. I also liked, as another sideline, I liked the acting part on his parents. Um, I thought they yeah. did a fantastic job for who they were supposed to be. She was such a snob, and, um, and yeah, so, they, they so did. elitist. They did really good with what they were given, where it's just like be bad people to yeah. DJ. But even 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 his like father, that. even his father, whenever he said, "I like that girl," <laughs> you can see yeah. the look on her face. Um, what else about this movie? Are we good? I'm good. Have we have we covered this movie? Keep I mean, the, some, there were a lot of things <laughs> that I can nitpick about, but um, I feel like we we hit all the main notes. We can let the people watch. This is yeah. We can uh, yeah because we we need to talk about three of these and we all right. Well, we don't. We need to make movie. this not a super long episode. Yeah. Next okay, movie, mom. Okay, next movie. Um, let's go with a Royal Christmas. Now I have to tell you, this Royal is the Christmas, next one I watched. <laughs> Royal Christmas and also the third one. I have not watched either of those in a while, but I have watched them more than once. So the memory should come back to me as we're talking about them. So. Royal so, Christmas with Royal Lacey Christmas, Chabert. Here's what I have to say. I grew up on The Princess Diaries, mm-hmm. and this movie brought me right back. Mm-hmm. I I have to say, kind of like, no sarcasm here, I, I kind of really loved this movie. <laughs> okay, so... Um, okay, and here's Keith. <laughs> no, I... Because I wanted to save this for the end, Michaela. You ruined everything. But the, the out of the three, out of the three movies, this one was my favorite. I will say that. Wow, it, this, this one, one was, was also my favorite. This yeah. one was actually a solid movie for me. Yeah, uh, I mean, it, it's it wasn't going to win any awards. It's not going to, but it, it was enjoyable. I had a good time watching it. Mm-hmm. Um, what I'll say first and foremost is like Lacey Lacey Chabert still has got it. Like she's. She's so cute and so funny, and she just makes watching her in the movies very enjoyable. She's think, very expressive, too. Yeah, she brought life to it. Of, I'm trying to think of what I thought about this movie, but, like, I think some of the Hallmark style is kind of, like, it's very predictable about oh. what's going to happen. I did know that that movie was sponsored by Walmart and Folgers within the first four minutes. I checked. <laughs> I checked at the time of when both of those blatant product placements were. <laughs> and it took, but at, it, at least it was only like those two, but it was just like so in your face that I made a mental I, note of it. I thought it was also a nice touch that like her father was a tailor and it was commented on at one point that she came from this long line of tailors and her name was Emily Taylor and I was just like it's the olden days her name has never changed <laughs> apparently I, I like still... what she did I like what she did with the dress oh okay 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 I know what you're talking about so it's Jane Seymour who's the mother Jane Seymour yes yes I yes love yes yes Jane Seymour I, didn't even I saw her and I, I was Seymour. like oh it's the cougar from how I met your mother but also oh my what's... gosh <laughs> yeah it is 
And also, um, what's her face from the uh, Superman time travel movie? Sorry, Christopher Reeve, where he like goes mm-hmm. back in time. Some somewhere in time. Somewhere in somewhere time. In yeah. Time. Yeah. And also, she was a Michaela Quinn, medicine woman, back in the early nineties, and that was partly the reason why Michaela's named Michaela. Partly. Oh, here I am. Thank you, Jane Seymour. Hey. I thought Full she circle. was great. Yeah, I thought, I thought that Jane Seymour was the best part of the movie. Like, it's such a fun thing, but such a challenging thing to play the character that people hate. You know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's good, Michaela. I like that's that. Al- that's always a great what uh, scale of a character because the woman yeah. who played Umbridge, ooh, in Harry Potter. Oh, I don't think you've seen that, Mom. No, I haven't. Uh-uh. Oh, I got to show that to you. She's you know so what? Good. And, and Joffrey look, in Game I, of I Thrones. I will say this. I will say this about my mother, too. Like, I think if, Mom, I think if you had gone off to have a movie career, if that was your thing in life and everything, you would have killed some roles like Umbridge. Hmm. Now don't I have take, to see it. Don't take that offensively. She's a beautiful woman. She's just hateful. No, it, it's... Thank you. Thank you for that. Yes. <laughs> no, but I mean, like, no, she's a very good character. This is in the Harry Potter series, but she's a very good character because she's absolutely sugary sweet and gives off this facade of being helpful and always on your side and nice, but she's pure evil. But yeah, everybody Why do you think hates I could play her. That? Because I know you could act it. Mom, everybody hates time. her more than the main villain, not the actress, but the character. <laughs> and so it, it's just, she did the character yeah, justice. Like the, main, the main villain is Voldemort, but people to this day still talk about Umbridge. Well, I do want to watch her now. And especially the woman in the it's movie. Very Who good. was it, Keith? Huh? It's um who who was it in the movie? Oh my gosh, what's her name? In what movie? Umbridge. Oh, the actress's name? Yeah, who is she? Uh Keith Erickson. Yep, it was Keith Erickson in the Harry Potter movie. <laughs> well, in any case, she also starred in the West End production of Gypsy as Mama Rose. Oh. Oh. So that's what I'm saying, like so let me put this disclaimer out here. My mother is a very nice, very wonderful woman, but she can play some wonderfully wicked roles. That's yes, I can. So, Thank you. And Keith, you may not know this, but one of the only times that my mom and I have been on stage together... I was hateful. <laughs> ...was for a production of Carousel, where she played um, the carousel Keith owner. Erickson. Oh. <laughs> was it Mrs. Mulligan? Yeah, Mrs. Mulligan. Can yeah, I and she... be real with you for a second? What? I haven't seen Carousel. Dude, come on. It's a, I it's told a you show. I'm a horrible, horrible human being. <laughs> well, anyways, my mom played Mrs. Mulligan, who's a rather spiteful character, and I, I at one point, uh, I at one point played Julie Jordan, so she got to like yell at me on stage. I'm sure that somewhere fun. that was like nice. not acting, but it's fine. <laughs> uh, the actress's name is Amelda. Staunton, by the Amelda way. Staunton, that's it, yeah. And she's so good as Mama Rose, too. It's on Broadway HD. We'll watch it, Mom. Okay. Um, um, also, with Jane Seymour, though, the um, the, the little subplot there, sub-line uh, going on with the guy, what what, what would be his position? It's not no, really he's like the butler-ish, yeah. Um, yeah, more assistant. Yeah, like but, head butler. But she yeah. started catching on after a while that the romance that she had, that she felt that she could not follow through with was with him. Mm-hmm. I knew that. Yeah, I picked up yeah. on that and I loved it. 
Um, he reminds me of Niles from The Nanny. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. Um, but he also pulled kind of a 180, just like in The Princess Diaries, where he's like, here, let me take you and teach you how to be a royal. So Emily, Lacey Chabert's character, you know, comes in kind of as like um, this American from Philadelphia, just really not used to the status and power of the royals. I will say probably one of my favorite moments in the entire movie is when they're all sitting at the dinner table and Jane Seymour as this just hateful little queen. Her, whatever, like, yeah, her expressions what? during the uh, big dinner scene with like all the uh, uh, Jane Seymour's expressions counts. are just. She was just like brooding, and it was super good. I was in that scene. Good. It's so subtle. I was like stressed out because I was like, "What? What is?" What is what's her face gonna do? Well, I was gonna to, say like, like mess everything up. Yep, and then she did. That's what I was gonna talk about. Like, I think I loved the writing of it because it, it, this actually wasn't super on the nose, but how she kind of is trying to fit in, and so the Duchess next to her mentions how she wrote a children's book, and she's like, "Oh, do your children? Yes. Is it about your children?" Ending up saying this to a woman who can't have children. Yes. Yes. And I I wanted to talk about that too, just briefly. Uh, the the Baron and the Baroness, their story. I I loved that more than more than uh, what's her name? Emily, 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 and the Prince. I enjoyed their little subplot that takes maybe five minutes of the movie. I enjoyed that more than the main one, just because it it felt a lot more. It felt real because they I'm I'm sure they'd been married for a while before this little dinner party yeah. and before they found like the little orphan girl yeah, and so, it, so it just cute. it felt it, it just it, it felt better to me I guess I liked it and I liked that it culminated in them getting to adopt a child that they really had a connection with mm-hmm. that was really cool um and then also I really hated, um, I, I liked the actress, she was beautiful, but the, the, I really hated, um, Natasha. Natasha. Mm-hmm. Because she's the type of girl that I, I constantly Natasha. just want to Oh, ring, yeah, the, ring, the Duchess. Just, yeah, yes. because I hate, ooh, you, that is still <laughs> something, like, I'm, I'm pulling, like, have you seen Clue, Keith? Her, it, I'm pulling, like, flames, flames on the side of my face. Oh my gosh! Neither of you have seen it. I'm talking to but myself. But it, it was just making... like <sighs> we all know like, that type he of didn't girl. Choose you, move on, bro. Right, but she, he... but Natasha's a climber, you know. That's what I'm gonna say though. Like That's true. even outside of this royal family movie and everything, we all know that type of girl who yep. butts who butts mm-hmm. in and is like, oh my gosh, well this used to be our favorite spot. Don't you remember? And yeah. when we used to do this, like in front of their girlfriend, and you're going. Dude, like, mm-hmm. you know it's not you anymore. Like, you get that, right? It's fine. <laughs> Just stop. Just like, be you don't chill. have to go. Be cool. You don't have to go ride horses with him. I no. give the actress credit though for making us hate her. She did good. Yeah. Yeah. The actress. But I did. I did like that she was very graceful and acquiescing at the end. That mm-hmm. that's that part is true. That was because it. The, they she, made she it. They made it clear. They had that little scene with the Duchess and the Queen where it's just like. He obviously loves her more. I don't yep. want to keep doing this. And then the queen mm-hmm. is just like, "But you gotta, 
because mm-hmm. we're a monarchy and you kind of have to marry into this. So I, I like, I like that. So it, it kind of like when you look back, you kind of maybe think where it's just like, well, maybe it wasn't the Duchess who was trying to get back with the prince. That's it was true. just like she was a puppet. And I'm going yeah. back on my memory right now, but didn't he have a conversation with Natasha sitting outside um, when he told her that they just really weren't meant to be? That was after um, Emily left. Left, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and he did, and she was very graceful about it. She, she, was, like, she, she it. was. She she said, I get it. I understand. But I also enjoyed the conversation when he first proposed to her and the queen is around the corner listening because Mm -hmm. I thought that writing was also really great that it made it very clear that she said she was the one telling him I don't want to get in the way of your family this is who you are I can't make myself into somebody else for you Mm -hmm. and also wow great life lesson Hallmark thank you yeah she was like I'm not going to make myself somebody else for you for you dude like so many of us at 18 years old wish I had heard that you know but like (laughs) Well, this is something I want to say real quickly. I want to interject in there. because Get on your high so- horse, Mom. Go. Yeah, that, yeah. that was something that I was going to tell you about Hallmark movies. I know these movies are not going to be big societal messages that, that you know, that, that are just profound and going to win of these awards and so forth because that seems to be so much. I mean, I, I, like I grew up watching the Emmys and the Academy Awards and the Tonys and, all, and, and so forth. And I'm not saying that, that some of the things that, get the awards now don't deserve it but it seems that we've leaned so much so so much into the message the big message you know into everything and and i'm not i'm not making fun of that but sometimes there are more subtle life messages in there and like i said hallmark is not meant to be those kind of things and Mm -hmm. i do respect some of those other movies and so forth i do but there are so many for the hallmark movies that are done well there are self-awareness messages there are relationship messages how to treat yeah. people messages that really uh, are uplifting and you can, like you said Michaela just now you wish somebody had told you you know it, some, sometimes there are those good messages like Frank and Maxine oh my gosh we're wasting our life years here we've got to get things together and really be husband and wife again mm-hmm. like uh, Jane Seymour and the butler guy when they said you know that th- this is life now we, we've got to let go of, of what that past was and another yeah. uh, Another message in there, I one part that stresses me out about watching this movie is the kitchen staff when they oh get in trouble gosh. and get fired. Yes. I forgot. yes. Yes. It just that, ripped my yes. heart out, and I felt for them, and I felt for Lacey Chabert's character, Emily's yeah, character, because, it, because think about she felt so too. guilty. Because she was like, the I did this. Yeah, I and, did this. and the queen was teaching her a lesson. Mm-hmm. But people lost their jobs. Yes. For a oh, lesson? Man. Are you joking? But also what really hurt me too is that the maid... But then they were all hired back. I'm sorry. Yeah, <laughs> but the maid who had always like referred oh, to her as Emily yeah. and everything, she was like, no, you can. this is fine, miss. And yeah, and oh, said, that was a dagger. But, but Emily said... That Emily, would hurt. That but hurt. Emily said, miss? And she said, yes, you are a guest and I am staff and i was just like, oh hate wow. that mm. okay hate that. that but i was that hurt. okay who hired, who hired him back was it the butler or was it the, the butler the, it was the he, butler he guy. walked in and told the queen mm-hmm. he was like yeah no i hired them back i hired them and back and gave them her, like, promotions 
and get promotions. I love that. I love, and it showed so much about him. And then and they I love went him in teaching Jane Seymour a lesson. They went in and no, they were say, super confident. Like, sorry, go on. Yep, he looked at her like, "What are you gonna do about it?" Mm-hmm. Yes, I, I, I just loved, loved it. That. And he was really. What was that? What? I was just. I said. I said he was just. He was kind of putting Jane Seymour in her place. You know. Right, and mm-hmm. I mean, sometimes mm-hmm. just, be, it kind of goes to show you, too, like, just because you're royalty does not mean that you're faultless, you know? Yeah. No. Um, I also I, liked, I just this love... is a, a, what? Oh, no, I was going to say, with that, uh, with the newly rehired two-person staff people, um, uh, when they went in after they were rehired, they were super confident about what they were doing and how they were serving the queen. When in the first mm-hmm. scene with them, they were super nervous, and like the dude was shaking yeah. as he was pouring her tea. So it was just a good bit of development where it was just like, at first they I were trying it. to keep their jobs, but then when they were rehired, they were like sticking it to her. They were like, "We're here for a reason. This is why you shouldn't have fired us because we're like good at our jobs." Right. right. I will also I th- say. This is just my rating meter of these movies, but the prince was also very attractive. He was very good looking. Ah, yes, they they cast him well, and he had a a, a good demeanor about him. But at the same time, he had a heart. He wanted thought, to do things his way. I thought he was a much better actor than what's his face from Paul Green, the first <laughs> movie Paul we Green. talked about. Yeah. Um, one thing I will say too, what I like about Lacey Chabert is that she's not like your little. This is this is kind of a repeated hallmark, uh, hallmark problem with some of their newer movies that they kind of just roll out all of these really tiny little blonde protagonist women. Yeah, it's not Lacey Chabert, and it's no. very cool that it's not. No, like uh, she felt real. She, mm-hmm. she even made a comment at one point that like uh, when she okay, so the queen has this moment where she makes her wear this ugly dress <laughs> that Lacey Chabert really shows her skills like she's a tailor and so comes um, out looking gorgeous mm-hmm. she comes out looking gorgeous but then she tells the prince she was like I, I may I may pass out <laughs> yeah. because I couldn't let out the waist I I was hoping you caught that line because that that does tell so much about Lacey Chabert no, it was just it. the subtle, way she said acting. it too yeah but uh, like you said Keith she's so re- that was <clears throat> my alarm <clears throat> um she's so real and what makes it nice is like think about like all of these young women watching this movie there's i will go on my high horse about this there are so many like societal standards for women out there like Mm -hmm. being thin and beautiful and all this and then Lacey chabert comes in and says i couldn't let out the waist i may pass out pass out which is so funny and she's such a such a cutie that's so real and i i feel that much more because that's definitely something i would say probably something i have said when i used to do the pageants right mom i've heard that before yep or <laughs> i've i've or, said so like, i can't eat anything for two days i've got to fit into this dress <laughs> or my mom would see me after the swimsuit competition shoving a pizza in my shoving mouth. pizza or donuts <laughs> or a hamburger in your mouth yeah. oh yeah after i don't swim, i don't think swimsuit competition i don't think we've what? addressed this at all in the show michaela what did you used to do I was in the Miss Mississippi pageant for four years. Yeah, I'm gonna be proud. I was gonna be proud, Mama. Though she, that Miss Mississippi pageant. If anybody's into any of those things, and they're they're not the be all end all, but they do teach young women. You know, a lot of 
things, good skills. I think but I'm a good customer service rep because of it. I'm good at yeah, talking to people. Yeah, so it's like if you don't take it too seriously, but really give it give it your all, you can learn a lot about yourself. But anyway, as far as the, the Miss America states are concerned, Mississippi's one of the biggest pageants, largest, oh, most competitive. Massive, oh, like wow. 50 girls in the pageant. Like, like, yeah, 45 to 50 girls in it. And Michaela made the top 10 her last two years, and she won, they give three talent awards, and she won talent both times, and then won the Miss America Quality of Life Award for her platform wow, of doing, um, of doing community work. Yeah, yeah, Miss America gives each state one award for the girl who does the most community service um, best issue platform, and Michaela got it that year. So she learned a whole lot from that anyway. Wow. But but you're right. Um, the, Keith, just a funny little tidbit too. One of the years, they have these big production numbers. Oh my gosh, I know what story pageant. you're going to tell. <laughs> and so... One of the numbers was Cheeseburger in Paradise, and they were all yes! in these cute, yeah, all, they were all in these cute little flowered outfits, looking like pageant girls, and all dancing and this, that, and the other. And I understand that the competition was, you know, pretty much over at this point, like each night. And so somebody was coming out on stage while they were singing and having real hamburgers, you know, big, big cheeseburgers. And the girls were all supposed to kind of take them and pretend to eat. Michaela shoved it <laughs> yeah. in her mouth on stage. I expect nothing I'm less. I'm sitting there in the audience, packed, huge house. And my daughter, who looks fabulous because she's been dieting and exercising, is just shoving this cheeseburger in her mouth, you know? I don't it, think it I was... took a bite. I think it was like whole cheeseburger. You did. You had like three, three bites and the whole thing was Was it gone. like the first think... good food? that you'd had in like a week yes well see this is crazy because they sponsor food during pageant week like all these restaurants in town sponsor dinners and everything mm -hmm. but they sponsor things like i'm in mississippi they're, they're sponsoring like fried chicken and pizza <laughs> and so all of the girls like our swimsuit portion hadn't come up yet and we're just passing by the table and you could see the longing in our eyes that we're like wow wish i could have that fried chicken mm, i think i'll take sure the salad nice. <laughs> I would pack, like, little protein bars, and I would just eat them in my room. I'd sit in a corner and just nibble on my protein bars. Yeah. Like and so, rat. like, it's because, but mostly it was just that, like, it's not that we were trying to diet to this crazy level. At that no, point, no, like, no, no. at that point, you are what you are. But also, like, fried food is going to make you bloated. Like, and so I'm just sitting there, like, okay. But I, I had a friend in the pageant that. <laughs> are you talking about Mia? No, I'm talking uh, about Shelby Corn. She used oh, to Shelby. pack. She used to pack pizza in a Ziploc bag, and <laughs> backstage <laughs> after the swimsuit portion, she'd take out the pizza and just sit in the corner and eat it. Like she, she'd still be in her swimsuit with a robot and eating. <laughs> I have a, like I have a lot of great stories about that. It's kind of this little thing that like you think pageant girls are so like perfectly put together in this and everything. We're all just like a bunch of big, stupid may I have a may, may I make a suggestion? Hmm. Do a pageant episode behind the scenes. Oh, yeah, we can do that. Well, I'll bring one of my um, pageant friends on. I'll bring, like, uh, Carol or something. I'll bring one of fun. my pageant friends on. Let me I, was, I was homecoming king in high school. Does that count? No, you weren't. Yeah, I was. Oh, my gosh. Of course I have you pictures. Were. I'll, of course I'll you go were. find my high school yearbook. Well, then we'll have to talk Instagram. about you, too. Well, um, no, that, that's not as big as uh, pageantry, <laughs> top ten, getting the Miss America, what 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 was it again? The Quality of Quality Life. Quality of Life Award. I mean, it was just Keith, like some podunk we'll high school. No, we're going to post your homecoming pics, and I'll post my pageant pics Yes, let's Instagram. do it. 
You know, you know what? Here's who we can get on the show, Mom. I'll go. I'll go uh, message Asia. Oh my gosh, Asia's just taken off. I mean, she's she's like public relations personified for the pageant. She's wonderful. She, um, my last year doing the Miss Mississippi pageant, um, this girl Asia was like a newcomer coming in, and she made the top ten, but she was very shy, Mm -hmm. very nervous to be there. Very beautiful, but just like. you could tell that she was new coming just kind of raw she was kind of raw like naive you know yeah um now she's miss usa wow Uh, like like not not miss mississippi usa miss usa she She just won won about two weeks ago wow so that it i was so so happy to see that that was crazy okay we have a third movie to talk about okay let's do it that might be an extra bit for okay you want to introduce the movie give us a little backstory synopsis on this yes. okay this is this one has been a really long time since i've seen it um but i do it's recall. kind of an older movie i think it was yeah. the it, is, one it, of it, all it, of it looked yeah. dated it like is it, fashion choices yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah I, I think it was five or six years ago it was 2013 that one came out in 13. oh there you go there you go alicia witt in a very merry mix-up and it, I, I kind of did not uh, started not to choose it because it had a similar travel theme with the planes and mix-up and all that stuff. That's the first thing I thought of when I saw the poster. Yeah. I was like, this is going to be the same I, movie. I have to tell you guys what my first thought was, but I want to I hear your little premise. Yes, and and I, I, really al- I really almost pulled it because there are other Hallmark movies with, um, that include um, vets of the military, that include... Um, um, uh, pets. Uh, I'm, I'm not like even like military dogs that include, uh, you know, just just all kind of other things, uh, um, all kind of different themes that go on. Yes, it, it is predictable that it's going to have a good ending. That people are going to get together. That they're going to figure out themselves. But and I kind of hated that those two were very similar. But I just liked the movie uh, when I started watching Hallmark kind of early on, and I thought mm-hmm. there were some little quirky things about it. So. Um, do you want I will to start? Say, yeah, I will say <coughs> I liked this one better than the Christmas Detour. Okay, uh-huh. I'll, I'll just go ahead and give my rankings, because Keith and I both said that Royal Christmas was our favorite. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. It, it was my favorite. This was second, and then Christmas Detour. I just, like, I didn't really care for a Christmas Detour. It was okay, but, like, okay. was wasn't my speed. But this, even though it's the same premise, I liked it so much more. Yeah. The one thing I will say is, like, so... The whole premise of this movie is that there is a mix-up, hence the title, mm-hmm. but it's a girl who um, is going home to meet her fiancé's parents. Ding, ding, ding. There it is. Another one. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and yeah. her fiancé is kind of this jerkwad businessman that I, That's... I would be so mad at my fiancé. Listen, I would be so mad if I'm like going to the airport to get on a plane to see my fiancé's parents and he goes, I have to stay behind for a business meeting. I would yes. be like, it is your business meeting or me, sir. The thing about him was like... I'm not going home to meet your parents alone. <laughs> the minute that he came on screen, I was like, this is the bad guy. Because it's just, it's one of <laughs> those, it. like, stereotypical things where he has, like, the super nice jacket, the leather gloves, the Bluetooth uh-huh. headset, yep. and it's just like, yeah, he's the bad guy in this yeah. movie. He's the bad guy. But I thought that she was adorable. She reminds me of, um... Oh, what's her name? Kimmy Schmidt. Yeah, mm-hmm. I see that. Okay. 
Yeah, what's that? Uh, Ellie Kemper. Yes, yes, yes. She reminds yes. me of Ellie Kemper a, a bit. But um, could, could you see it building whenever the mistake happened? Could you kind of start figuring out, oh, no? No, no. Uh, that's what I was going to say, though. I figured that out from the get-go, but I didn't think that was actually going to be the mix-up. I thought, like, when he was like, oh, that's... Okay, so what happens is she's on the plane with this guy, and... Um, uh, he spills, no, he spills coffee on her and spills it on her phone and she has no idea where she's going because the address was on her phone because, you know, technology. But, mm-hmm. um, and her fiancé isn't there to say, hey, no, my parents live here. And she can't reach him because phone. He's too busy. And, uh, yeah, and, yeah, and he's also, too busy yeah. and her phone's not working. So she mentions his name and this guy that she's with is like, oh, that's my brother's name. Um... And, like, because she mentions his last name first. I, for, I forgot the last name, but whatever it is. And he's like, oh, that's my last name. That's my brother. And, um, but then it started that she was like, oh, yeah, Will. And he's like, mm-hmm. we always call him Billy. Which yeah. is fine, whatever. William, Will, Billy, Billy whatever. Yeah. But I immediately had the thought. I was like, how do you know it's the same person? Like, Yeah, that's what I thought. Um, I was like, it's not the same family. But... I just, like, there were a lot of things that weren't lining up that also he was saying, he was like, I don't remember him ever liking to work that much. And yeah, I was just, there were so many, like, stupid things that I'm sitting there, I'm like, girl, you're with the wrong family. Like, you stranger danger right here, right now. They Of course, they ended up being, like, a fantastic family, but, like, stranger danger... <laughs> That, that, family that, she, family. that family that she was with, though, was so wonderful. Right. But like, really loved the, the grandfather, you know. Um, but, so, I mean, that's the whole premise of it. And so then when the brother, quote unquote, finally shows up, she goes to run and hug him. And she's like, oh, my gosh, you're not my fiance. And he's looking at her like, hello, random girl who's hugging me. Um. That was but embarrassing. Yeah. I would be mortified. Oh, but same. also, I was appreciative of the family there. That, like, they were all so cute. And they... So, the big thing about that is, like, his family was very wholesome and family-oriented and loved Christmas. And then when she went to her actual fiancé's family, they're, like, Cold. uppity business people. Like, and her... His dad's kind of a creep. Oh, um, Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> A, a lot of um but oh my gosh what he says to the mother that, that writing got me too because um they played this game of putting little comments about each other in the jar oh that and, was good and he pulls out the one from the mother and he's like he makes good money and oh you couldn't have said like, anything better and yeah yeah he's like you couldn't have said anything else about me and she's like well there's a lot of things it was only supposed to be one statement and he's like yep and you chose this but then Boy, he goes, that but then it turns around, and then he says that she's low maintenance, and it's like, <laughs> double standard? <laughs> yeah. I, I thought that this girl, like, right there and then was about to cause a divorce. I was like... That's what I thought, too. I was like, she's ruining this marriage. I, I thought she was, like, gonna cause his parents to divorce, and that's when her fiancé was gonna turn around and go, we have to postpone the wedding. My parents are in distress. Like, that's what I thought was going to happen. He's like, you've ruined Christmas. But, um, 
I will say I like this much better that the fact that like she actually had legitimate chemistry with the dude that she did end up falling in love with. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I loved him. He had this kind of like rugged charm. I wouldn't call him like characteristically attractive, I guess. But he had a great personality. Does this have a little bit of a ring of uh, while you were sleeping? Oh my gosh. I haven't watched that movie in so long. Keith, you need to watch that movie. What movie? But do you know what I'm saying, Michaela? Yeah. Um, Mom, can you help me remember the exact plot of while you were sleeping? Is it like a 90s romance? She, um, it was Sandra Bullock, and she was um, kind of crazy about this very professional-looking guy. Or, or, or she, you know, she, he, he fell. Was it at the subway, or something, or a rail? He fell on the subway tracks. Subway, yeah, tracks. And, and she saved him. Yeah, saved him. And she wanted to see if he was okay. Plus, she thought he was just gorgeous. And uh, so she pretended to be like his fiance to get in to see him. And then when the family showed up, that it, it all just took off, and he was out of it. I mean, he, he couldn't respond or anything. And so eventually... He was in a the, coma. He was in a coma, yeah. And so eventually the truth had to come out. But her brother, his brother his started... Brother. His brother. His brother started seeing this and he fell in love with her for who she was. So, but it was another one of those, you're not with the person you're supposed to be with. It was just a little bit a little bit different. She, mm-hmm. she fell in love with the idea of that guy who fell on the train yeah. tracks. And just like, um, I, I love this moment in this movie that he's he asked her, and he's like, why do you belong together? Why do you belong with him? She's like, because we make a good team. And he said, you don't believe that. And oh. I was like, oh, my gosh. Do you know it was a very pivotal moment for me, acting-wise, in, in there when Alicia Witt was in the little bathroom area um, at, the, at the house, and she was staring in the mirror? Yeah. Jen, did you recall what I'm talking about I, when, it, I, when it all hit her? Yeah, I do, yeah, I because so. his family was just kind of awful. Mm-hmm. It's not that, like, necessarily they're just a bad family. It's just not anything that lined up with her. Wasn't there a watch, a, clo- a watch, a clock, a watch? It was a tiny little clock. A lo- yeah. clock, clock. And that's when she was looking in the mirror and looking at it. Yeah. When she opened the gift from him? Yes. Yeah. At first, when she's looking at the clock and then the clock stops... I was like, this, yeah. is a, this is a bad omen for her going up <laughs> with this dude. But then, then but also, they brought it up later where it's just like, oh, it stopped at 11.58. Guess what other time happened there? My grandparents. And then I was like, oh, okay. This is just all to say, like, also her fiancé in this, too. Oh, my gosh. Like, he just announces in front of his family for her to, like, sell her father's store. Yeah, yes. and then the and whole time, a, she's just deal. like, I don't want to. I know that I can make a lot of money, and I know it's just a shop, but it's the biggest connection I have with my dad or grandpa. I can't remember which one it was, but um, uh, both he, of them, he, just, he just doesn't listen. Well, yeah. and it, it just goes to show that, like, he was very business-oriented, mm-hmm. and that's all he's ever going to be is, like, he's in love with his career. Yeah. And also, there was that moment of takeover of her life, too. Yeah, yes. no yes. way. Ma- make, make, making a decision for her that this is the best for you, believe me, it really is the best. Mm-hmm. And then he comes back, and he's like, that was stupid of me. I shouldn't have said that in front of your parents, and the, or in front of my parents, and that put you on the spot and was a lot of pressure. 
And then he tells her about how he found this lease for her to buy a new store. And he like, wants her to sign. Mm -hmm. Like, yeah. buddy, you started off say, acting like maybe you understood that she was emotionally connected to this place, and then you offered her a new lease. This, my friends, is all the signs pointing towards a toxic relationship. Uh -huh. yep. Where he was, he was going to be mentally controlling of their entire marriage. Yep. And then, oh, that, uh, I'm, I'm getting on my beef Get now it, because, girl. like, uh, that was the part that bothered me so much. Is that there was one conversation that she had with him, and I don't know if you guys remember this, but he told her, um, he said something about who he is, and he's like, he's saying that he's very business oriented, and he was like, and you, you know. You tend to hold on too tightly to things, but I can oh. help you with that. Oh, help mm. you with that? Like it was wrong. When he said that, I was like, <laughs> "Get out!" Not. And you could see it in her face too that it was kind of dawning on her. It's just like I also didn't like the fact that like he gets a, a voicemail saying that his fiance was in the hospital because she got in a car wreck, and. It, He's just like, oh, driver, take me to the airport. Like, you're not going to try to reach her a little bit more, buddy? Seriously. Yeah. Seriously. It's, it's almost like an afterthought. Yeah, didn't like, even try like to call secondary. the hospital. I I see he he's, I guess, trying to make a big gesture about, like, I'm going to go see her right now. And it, yeah. Yeah, you could have gone, gone to see her two days ago instead of putting it up for your $3 billion business yeah. proposal. Yeah, just Whatever. the big thing is he, did, he didn't even try calling the hospital, be like, hey, can I talk to her? Is she Is conscious? my fiancé still there? <laughs> is she okay? Did you and I, th I think she skull? was. I think she was figuring out too. Besides the fact that he was going to be controlling with her life, that money. Although you know, money's. I mean, fi you know, financial stability and a career is important. All that's important, but it's got to be put in perspective with life. And yeah. And she's realizing that she was go always going to be secondary to his career, and that sh that he and his parents were going to be controlling their lives again. You know, and she's starting to realize all of that. By the way. I'm trying to think of which friend it was of mine quite a long time ago who uh, was was invited to go to someone's party. And it was somebody they they kind of knew, but there was going to be a big, a big deal at a house, you know, and a lot of family there and a lot of friends and everything. And they said, okay, I'll go. And they went to the wrong house. And they said that this is true. I mean, it's almost like a, a movie. They've told me that they sat there probably for a good 30 minutes and trying to figure out where the person was that he knew. And they said there were probably 50 people in the house and just talking to them and getting to know them until it dawned on him with a few few conversations that they had that he was at the wrong party. I would that, that lose was... my mind. <laughs> I would lose my mind. It was in the I'm... same neighborhood, but he was at the wrong oh, one. Man. I mean, I, I will say, like... I told you that one time, uh, maybe like two years ago, that I went to my voice teacher's party in New York. Yeah. Where the only person... I felt too uncomfortable to bring a plus one, which would have made it a lot better because I would have known somebody, but I only knew my voice teacher, who of course is like nowhere to be seen when I get to this party. So With I... With a couple of Broadway stars there and you've got to float around and talk. Yeah, I almost peed myself. <laughs> so I like... I just stood in the corner eating cheese. And, yes. 
Yes. Then this guy starts casually talking to me, and I was like, oh my gosh, hey, we're best friends now, because you're the only person I know at this party. And I kind of said something along those lines to him, and he was like, oh, thank God, I don't know anybody here either. And then he goes into this whole thing. He's like, I was just in the Philippines, and I didn't get to go to the party last year. Um, and so... He was saying how our teacher was so mad at him because he didn't get to go to the Christmas party last year. Um, and I was like, oh, what are you doing? What were you doing there? And he's like, oh, like an Aerosmith cover show. And I was like, that's amazing in the Philippines. That's super cool. I said, I actually really like Aerosmith. And this guy's like uh, a bit older than me. And he's like, somebody your age likes Aerosmith? And I said, yeah, I lo I've loved 80s music ever since I did Rock of Ages. And he goes, oh my gosh, I also did Rock of Ages. And I was like, what? Who'd you play? And he was like, oh, I was Stacy Jacks on Broadway. And I went, I was Sherry in Mississippi. In Biloxi. And he was just ha Hattiesburg. Like, oh, sorry. He was like, he was like, that's a start? And I went, go away. <laughs> Mind you, Mind you, like, we're, we're pretty decent friends. I like the guy a lot. Mind you, the next time I ran into him was at Pearl Studios, our big audition studio, where I was auditioning for this small regional theater. I had a call back for them, and he had a call... <laughs> he had a call back for Judas in the tour of Jesus Christ Superstar. <laughs> and I was just like, you and I, we are not the same. <laughs> But you have to start somewhere, right? At least he was, like, right. humble. Oh my gosh, he's the coolest dude. He Like, he really is. He's he's very down-to-earth. Which is amazing, considering that he played Stacey Jacks on Broadway. Which, I mean... He's so arrogant. Yeah. Stacey Jacks is the absolute worst. I, I don't know if you've seen, like, the Rock of Ages movie, Keith, but it was Tom Cruise in the movie. I haven't seen it. Stacey Jacks is just, like, a, a washed-up rock star character who is just so arrogant and gets everything he wants. So like Keith Erickson? Kind of yeah. That's you. <laughs> this, is, this is your no, invention. Keith, you're a nice guy. Okay, so I think that, Mom, you should definitively rank these movies, too. Yes. Ow. I know. You gotta choose. While you're thinking, I'll okay. do mine. Um, obviously, uh, Royal Christmas was number one. I have trouble with these other two because for uh, Christmas mix-up, I was bored the whole time. I love it. I, I just I kept looking at the runtime and I was like, "Is it almost over?" And then it wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> I still had half a movie to go, and I did that like three times. And like every time I looked, and it was like five minutes had passed. It's kind of like when you get to work and it's at like 9 a.m. and you're super bored and five hours... Well, I was watching this during work, so that probably helped me. <laughs> five hours have passed and you uh... look at the time and it's 9.05. That was kind of my experience with that movie. Um, or I'm going but well, I'm going way, way back to years and years ago of dating age. Like when you go out on a date and it's just going badly and you keep looking at your watch and saying, when will this be over? When can I go home? Oh, I've been there. And, I've, and you sit there and you're considering... Is there a possibility that I could jump out the window? <laughs> I'll get a I'll get a friend to call me and say that it's an emergency, which I've done before. I have I have done that before, and I've had people do that before. Yeah. Okay, yes. so Keith, so, you're ranking. Totally. Um, uh, <laughs> I haven't ever had any of those experiences. I don't date a lot, but anyway. Uh, ladies. Oh, ladies. Uh huh. Um. 
So now I this, think this was my ad for you, Keith, I, for, for all, all of our lady listeners. Michaela, to Michaela, give me a second. I'm talking about Hallmark movies. <laughs> Thank you for listening to our ASMR portion of the podcast. Let's get back to our regular, regularly scheduled programming. But now, I, th- <laughs> I think... I think Christmas Detour takes number two for me. Just because my experience watching Mix Up was just like not me. great. I was just super this is bored. Rude. And then this what is, one okay. one more quick thing just about the movies themselves and the writing. It happened in both of them, like not Royal yeah. Christmas, the other two. But if you're driving yeah. on snowy roads, on icy snowy roads, watch the road! Don't talk to the other, like, don't look at people and start talking to other passengers in the car. Like, watch the road. It's super dangerous. Sorry. You can kind of see that coming. I'm from Kansas, and we get a lot of snowy roads, and there's a lot of idiots. And when there's big snowstorms, there's a lot of cars in ditches. So it's like, come on, friends, watch the roads. And that's all I have to say about it. Because, like, okay, so if you haven't seen the movies, both of those movies have car crashes directly related to people not paying attention to the snowy road. So I guess the main moral for both of those movies isn't about finding the person who's actually good for you. It is watch the road so you do not die in a car accident. (laughs) Sorry. Okay, go ahead, Mama Moore. No, that's that's an important message. Okay, so here's my ranking. Michaela's gonna disagree with me, but that's okay. Uh oh. My number one is my number one is a Christmas detour. Oh my gosh. Okay. Um, I just I I don't know why I'm trying to figure out why I I think well, I, okay here's 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 randomly I like Candace Cameron's uh, revelations that she has about her life and who she is because she really didn't have much of a family to begin with and she was trying to make it on her own and and had some very unrealistic expectations and um i love i like that i like that a lot um i love frank and maxine and i guess you know just being the age i am and and um don and i've been married for 30 years and we have a wonderful marriage but knowing our friends and so forth it's just i i love the realism of their relationship and they're kind of funny little quips with each other too, you know. Um, just, just I, I enjoyed that. Uh, my number two would be a royal Christmas. I like the whole premise of it. I like that, and uh, I like um, a very merry mix-up because it was one of my early Hallmark movies that I watched a lot, and I liked uh, I liked the acting in it, and mm-hmm. and again, again the the lessons. And I want to want to point out real quickly. If I can say a couple things, if this is a good appropriate time, yeah. I know, I know that Hallmark movies take a bad rap from people. You know, as far as I think the they are predictable. Thing, uh, the biggest thing about them is just the the biggest thing. The, the biggest thing, thing about these movies is I think <laughs> the thing that makes them so easy to dunk on is the very very low production values. Yeah. So it. Low budget, low production value, and I think that's the biggest thing. And before you go on, I just want to thank you for choosing these movies because I was 1000% expecting to watch the same movie three times because that's my experience with every other Hallmark movie. But these were all like different movies, like Mm -hmm. uh, 
Christmas mix-up and Detour, they had about the same premise where it was an airport and it was an airline and, like, bad things happening from And they those. drove off the road because it was snowing. Yeah. <laughs> but they were still their own movie. It wasn't, like, woman yeah, is in love like with her job, think. woman goes to small town, mm-hmm. finds hunky boy, hunky boy says, hey, Christmas is about this. Woman says no. Mm-hmm. They fall in love. The end. Right. Mm-hmm. It, it wasn't that yeah. formula, and that's what I really appreciate. <laughs> the guy who works at the these. coffee shop with Santa all yeah. along. <laughs> yeah. Now, well, I, I will tell you that once in a while, there's one I forgot what. Um, it's another Candace Cameron movie, and it's really cute. But the guy in there looks a little too much like Santa Claus, and the town. It's in Alaska, and the town um, all works at a big warehouse. It's a big top secret, and you know, and all of a sudden, it, you you know, at the end, that he really is Santa Claus, and that's kind of a fantastical thing. And I'm like, yeah, okay, this was cute, but it's not my mm-hmm. thing. But but so many of the other movies, like I said, I've mentioned to you, are totally different from these. And yeah, you know, they're going to come out good in the end. That's the premise of Hallmark. Um, it's like why a lot of women like um, rom coms, you know, uh-huh. um, because and, and this is what I was getting to. There's a lot of stress in life anyway. And so oftentimes, some of us, and Hallmark might not be other people's thing, and I respect that, but so many of us want to sit down and watch something um, that is going to give us hope and show the other side. Mm-hmm. These people in these movies have been through some things. They, the, the, the plot just doesn't concentrate on mm-hmm. it. They've lost loved ones. They've been through job changes. They've been through self-doubt. They've been through hurt. They don't, it doesn't concentrate on that. It's, not, it's about the other side of it. It's about those things that happen. Um, and they don't happen all the time, but when they do happen, they're really fantastical. I told Michaela, which is another story for another day, your dad and my story about how we got together could have been a Hallmark movie. It's, mm-hmm. it's, it's, it's that profound about, oh my gosh, what are the odds of these things happening? And so some of that is faith-based too, I believe. Mm-hmm. It's like an underlying faith-based that there are some pretty unusual, strange things that happen in this and world. And you can't even explain, yeah. Yeah, and, and it's, it's putting, putting your faith in it, and then it all comes together, and boom, there it is. And, you know, I know some people have a different way of trying to get to these things. They watch Survivor. They watch The Bachelor. They watch all these other things. They watch um, some of these... Um, um, other reality shows because they want to see the unusual, the exciting happen, happening. And sometimes in life it really does. And so I watch these because I know there's not going to be sorry to be a prude right now because I'm really not a prude. <laughs> I know there's not going to be profanity. I know it's not mm-hmm. going to be uh, things that are incredibly offensive to anybody. To it's any okay. Ed- we're, we're a family friendly podcast. We are family friendly. Yeah. But there's not going to be anything in it that's offensive to people. Uh, there's not going to be it's, it's, it's not people are going to show their flaws their, their character flaws but it's going to be a fairly clean movie but it's going to show the the, um, the bad things that happen to people mm-hmm. but it's going to show them coming out on the other side of it and if people don't think that there aren't some life lessons in there about self-awareness self-revelation I love the psychology of watching people that's why I told Michaela sometimes I watch The Bachelor or Bachelorette until it gets a little too risque for me and I quit watching it <laughs> yeah yeah the, and, and it all depends on the couple because sometimes it's really clean and I, I like because I like watching people and just to show my my point about all this the three of us have sat here for what now an hour and a half and talked about three Hallmark yeah. movies and yeah. what we you know so so there has to be some kind of value in there for people who are looking for that. 
And that's something, too, is... You looked off to the side... No, I was going to say, Mom, you looked off to the side when you were talking for a moment, and I thought you wrote all of this down, <laughs> like a speech to say to us. Did you really? Whoa. Oh my gosh, I know you too well. I, I was going to say, that was really well put, but <laughs> now I know that it was all you a lie. It, it was down. all pre-scripted. You, you little cheat. I, I watched you know, You know, I it. have done that all my life. <laughs> I know. Did you shorthand it like a weird secretary? Yes. No, you... Freaking I, I cannot I, believe you. <laughs> I, besides teaching English and and by the way, that was the other thing I was going to say. I've taught some really heavy literature for for years as as you a, as me a Jane a, Eyre. Yeah, well, not only Jane Eyre, Heart of Darkness, Joseph Conrad. Uh, their, their eyes were watching God. Their eyes were watching God. I've taught some really heavy things before that have real societal meanings in it too, and those things have a purpose. I, I love Shakespeare. I've taught that, but like I said, these movies serve. Rosencrantz and Guildenstern are dead. Rosencrantz and Guildenstern did, yeah, and um, oh my gosh, uh, Arthur Miller's um, The Crucible and so forth. But these these movies serve a different purpose. I'm not going to sit down and watch The Crucible every night for entertainment. You know, I'm going to watch oh, it one, one time and say, uh, okay, you would. Uh, no, <laughs> I love you, Keith. <laughs> Wait, I just had an idea that I have to voice. Mom, what? What? I think there should be a production of Rosencrantz and Guildenstern Are Dead by Tom Stoppard. Starring Keith and myself. That would be hilarious. I yeah. definitely yeah. know the story that you're talking about, and I'm. Do you know who Rosencrantz and Guildenstern are? <laughs> no clue. You know they Hamlet? Were, they were the characters Ish. pulled out of Hamlet that Tom Stoppard wrote about. Yeah, that's uh, they, in in Hamlet. Rosencrantz and Guildenstern are tricked by Hamlet to go deliver a letter on his behalf, oh. and because he changed the contents of the letter, they were killed. And they were they were oh. mindless through the whole play. They just they just went along with everything. So Tom Stoppard wrote a play about them going along with everything and trying to change it. But anyway, isn't, isn't the play about them kind of like in purgatory? <laughs> no, not really. It's about them being stuck in the pages of a story and they can't change it no matter what they. Do. It's theater yeah. of the absurd, which I hate theater of the theater of the absurd. But anyway, that's I think it's story. interesting. Um, it's like twenty first century music, twelve tone. It's it's not like fantastic, but it's interesting. That's what I have to say to what? twelve twelve tone music. Uh, twelve or like. But anyway, sec- back back to me writing this down. You know, I taught besides all that literature, I taught speech and debate and drama for years. And I any time I go into um, a conversation that's that's going to be important and timely uh, with a definite time to it, I write down my thoughts because I don't want to miss anything. And say I regret not saying something. Don't want to close my eyes. <laughs> don't want to fall asleep. Cause, Cause I miss, I miss you, babe. And I don't want to miss a thing. Speaking and we're of back to Aerosmith. Aerosmith. Is that Aerosmith? Yeah, I was about to say. <laughs> <laughs> uh, now, Mom, a very important question from Keith yes. and I. Okay. As it's from Keith and me. From Keith and wow. From from, from, from I and from Keith. Keith. Michaela, you were in my AP class. From from is a preposition, so you would say from me, not from I. From Keith and you me. got a Go fail. You failed. You get an F. You get nothing. You lose. Good day. <laughs> <laughs> hey, movie producers, um, so, if you're looking for a new Willy Wonka. Hey, movie producers, if you're looking for some stars for your next Hallmark movie. <laughs> Yeah, no, I, I wanted I wanted to say this too. This is nothing against like the actors, nothing against the production. Uh-huh. It's just um, 
Okay, I guess it is a little bit against the production. <laughs> but, <laughs> but, um... Yeah, so, um, if any producers for Hallmark are listening, you know, like... Uh, you know that all of the previous parts of this episode, you know that was all a joke, right? We were just kidding. That's right, because you love the we movies, right? They did such a great job. I was going to say, I'm going to do this whole episode and just watch. I'm going to end up in a Hallmark movie. That's what I was thinking, but, too. I was watching these, and I was like, is this going to be me? Am I going to be a Hallmark is, are we actor? Just like, are we manifesting this right now? Like, but, Michaela, I want to point out to you again that you really did get into them more than you thought you were going yeah, to. Yeah, I, I know. Yeah, I did. I like that. Kind of, I, I really I did. Like I, I'm bit. not going to lie. I really did with Royal Christmas. Like, I, I was too. getting a little choked up at the end there. Okay, Even though least, I knew it was coming, I, I was just favorite. like... Yeah. I have some beef with a Christmas detour, but I'll, I'll give it to you, Mom. I, I wasn't expecting too. that all three of us would have completely different lists, but that's fine. Um, anyways, Mom, mm-hmm. I don't know how much actually you've tuned into our podcast, but we do have an important question for you. What? Um, I don't know if you know this, but Keith and I have... A very important event coming no, up. No, no, no. This is Christmas. Where this is the part. This is the episode where we forget about that. This is le- this no, is the this calm is before the question. storm. It is, but I have to ask her if she has any thoughts okay. on it. Okay. So, I don't know if you know, but um, we are set out to defeat the greatest evil of all. It's the man whose name rhymes with Elvish Cressley. Mm-hmm. Who is still alive somewhere out there. We cannot speak his name, because when we do, he will manifest. And he will... He, he will He'll stop make me sing more of him. his songs. She's, she's he took over my body in the last could, episode. If you, could, if you could see this podcast right now, she's giving us quite a look. Y'all are very, yeah. very touched people. <laughs> we just want to know if you have any advice on um, the best way to defeat him. Yes. Any weaknesses? I'm not even sure what I'm talking about. That's okay. Defeat him. Yeah. We've been yes. playing okay, an okay, army okay, full okay, of okay, only okay. children. He's not alive. So. Yeah, that's what you think. What? Did you see him in a Seven Eleven? No, he is. <laughs> he definitely Along is. Along with Tupac. No, he just oh, is. He is. He's ethereal. He no, is. you see, he is so... A, he is alive Okay, okay, Mama Moore. Mama yes. Moore. So, um... The man whose name rhymes with Elvis Cressley was originally, like, in the womb, he had a twin, but, um... When he was born... This is real. This his happened. His twin was yeah, stillborn. Yeah, twin. This is a very That's real correct. thing. Um... So, basically, Michaela and I uncovered the truth of this, that he absorbed his twin's essence, therefore making him more powerful than any person should be. And his whole death hoax back in the 70s was just that. air quotes. It was a hoax. And he's been gathering up his power and his forces... And for a big war at the end of this year with his combined powers which is why 2020 mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. has been such a wonky year because El- the man whose name rhymes with Elvish Cressley 
has been making these bad things happen for the great war mm-hmm. against him on December 31st, 2020. This is all true. Mm-hmm. It's all 100% veri- verifiably true. We're, we're here to tell you now. Mm-hmm. Yes. The two of you need help. We do. That's what no, we're, we're asking for. We're here to help for. you. <laughs> We're, we're, <laughs> we're asking for help against him in the fight. Elvis Cressley is sitting somewhere on his cloud Elvish. in heaven Elvish. looking at you two Sorry. going, Elvish. going. Elvish Cressley is sitting somewhere on his cloud in heaven looking at you two going. Are we gonna look like, he's going to look at us like that on December 31st too. Hey, Keith. Hey, Keith. I have a chip clip. Uh. <laughs> it's back y'all the chip clip is I back chip clip. um okay okay i understand i understand you don't want to get involved in in this great war mom that's fine um just a just a couple more questions because she's a sibling she's the... in on it i know we can't trust her um yep <laughs> oh, confirmed thank you very uh, much <gasps> oh no <laughs> knocked over my bass guitar too no he's just like sitting back there and i almost what if you knocked killed it what if you knocked it over and just of its own accord and started playing one of his songs its own accord no what if what if um no what if i would have dropped the bass podcast Um, okay how how does it feel being a sibling uh to grow up knowing that you are not the only one hmm um, I think there are advantages and disadvantages to both, to either being a sibling or being an only. Um, I do have two siblings. They are older than I am, and um, because they did leave the house earlier because my brother is six years older than I am, my sister is 11 years older than I am, um, sometimes I felt like the only child. That makes he, sense. So for those few years growing up as a teenager, my brother was at college and my sister was married. And so, um, you know, there are advantages and disadvantages to both of them. Um, When you have siblings, you can share a lot of different things and stories and so forth, and then then they become kind of like friends in your life later because they go on their way. Um, And when you're an only, you get more time with your parents. Mm -hmm. And you get spoiled a little bit. Yep. Keith, you got any questions? Um, yeah, um, do you regularly feel the presence of God when you sneeze? No, because I think, you know, your heart stops when you sneeze, right? I know, yeah. And I think my brain stops, too. But you have yet yet to see the face of God as you are um, exporting the snot out of your nose. No, I'm a very faithful, faithful person, but Mm -hmm. I do not see the face of God when I sneeze. When you do, 
It is life-changing. Trust me. <laughs> have you seen the face of God when you sneeze? We have had many a talk when I sneeze. How big are your sneezes? Are you okay? I have those dad sneezes. Okay, that's why. <laughs> that's why. My ex would yell okay. at me about it, too, and I'm like, it's not like I can control it. My if a big sneeze is coming, it's coming. Like, I can't stop it. Here it comes. <laughs> um, okay, follow-up question for you, Mom. All right. Where do all of the missing socks go after they're in the dryer? It's the ring around Saturn. Oh. Along with the along along with Tupperware lids. Oh my god. That gosh. makes a lot Nobody of ever sense. talks about Tupperware lids and how they all go Yeah, missing. they're just gone. And then there's like That's what they're going to find out. It's part of the ring. All right. Okay. Two more questions. Keith, go. Um lightning round. Um Let me look at the list that we have. Uh broccoli or cauliflower? Which one do you prefer? Broccoli. Broccoli. I like cauliflower, though. I just I, had I a like... whole bag of cauliflower, cauliflower puffs. I can't believe I just said broccoli. You're a traitor. Wow. No, I like steamed broccoli. I like them both. Yeah, steamed broccoli's good. Um, okay. If you... If you were a Disney princess, who would your animal mascot be and why? Your sidekick. A squirrel. What's his name? Chuck. And why? Um. Because he can slip in and out of all the animal kingdom, and he's a little bit mischievous, and he can find out all the secrets and come back and tell me. And he's small enough to store away where people don't see him. So does he speak English? Yes, in Italian. Oh, okay. <laughs> no, he's a chuck. The a, Italian I'm a chucka, chucka. Keith, did you back away because I was asking about the squirrel? Oh, he's looking up questions. Keith? Okay. Last question. Right. Yes, sir. And I need you to answer truthfully. <laughs> oh, no. Tell us everything you know about D.B. Cooper. Where is he? What's he up to? What do you know? I don't know who D.B. Cooper is. I'm right there with It's her. a very likely story. D.B. Cooper? Oh, you're right, Keith. She could be putting on a front. She is. D.B. Cooper? Are you Googling Okay, right he's... Now? Yes. Okay, so taking it out of, like, the serious music that I'm putting in here. D.B. Cooper was a dude back in 1971 who hijacked an airplane and then took a bunch of money and then just vanished off the face of the earth. You picked the most obscure person in the world, Keith. Well, you didn't pick... Wow. Well, when we were talking with TJ, 
you guys didn't pick up that I was oh. talking about the Kennedy assassination either. No, well, no, I did. I was playing along with it. Okay, sure. um, where were you in 1971? You're gonna make me tell my age if I say that. What do you know about D.B. Cooper? We need to know. Were you, were you on that airplane? <laughs> um. Are you covering for him? D.B. Cooper is now deceased, but he lived a very good life on a remote island. Oh, with Elvis, right? With Elvis. Oh. Elvis. Ah! Ah! No, you can't say the name. You're just giving him more power. Makato, what are you doing? Unlimited power. I'd like to apologize to all the listeners. I have no clue where I went on that. That's a headphone warning. <laughs> headphone warning after the fact. All right. We'll, we'll choose to believe you this time. And Keith, you can add in more dramatic music there. Oh, no, it's done. No, I, I no, in, all, in all seriousness, I have no idea about D.B. Cooper. That's a very interesting story. I'm not sure if anybody no, knows. No, I remember when I was eight is. years old, I remember watching one of those late night things where it's like unsolved mysteries. But, um, oh, you watch a lot of those, Mom. I'm surprised you They They were talking about D.B. Yeah, Cooper. And I always remember the incident, but never his name <laughs> until I look it up. I remember so you Cooper's just looked up? Keith, did, did, they, yeah. did they ever give any kind of resolve? Have they, do they know where he went? Or no, nobody knows. He I... just vanished. He hijacked a plane. That's he crazy. took $200,000 in 1971 money and then just, like, vanished. D.B. Cooper wasn't even his name. It was a pseudonym. Wow. That's just really interesting. It, I, I have even, no idea. He's even less, like, there's less of an idea on him than the Zodiac Killer. What? That's pretty cool. Wow. Well. All right. (laughs) Cool is a word. Were we just saying the same thing? Well, (laughs) cool, mysterious, enigmatic. People died, Michaela. Well, with the Zodiac Killer. Not with, uh, D.B. Cooper. I was about to say, like the FBI like, officially suspended people. active investigation of this case in July 2016, but the agency continues to request Holy that cow. any physical evidence that might emerge related to the parachutes or the ransom money be submitted for analysis. That's insane. Wow. That's like some catch me if you can stuff. Just very, very interesting. I really had no idea, so I'll have to do some research on that too. Interesting story, Keith. Thank you. Well, Keith, I think that's about the time we have. What do you think? We've been recording for quite a while. This is going to be a big episode. But I guess it's our Christmas, it's special. Christmas special. Yeah. Yeah. So, well, guys, y'all, um, uh, thank y'all for inviting me. I feel very thank honored you for being to have been here. on your show. Thank you for um, accepting our interrogations. Um, we appreciate it. There's a lot of knowledge that Keith and I are seeking. So. Yes. Um, by, by the way, just a little side thing. The first guy in a Christmas Detour, her fiancé... Yeah. Did he look like anybody yeah. to you? I need a little refresher real quick. Because I... Michaela? I, I immediately forgot a lot of things about that movie. I, I kind of remember what he looked like, but I don't know if I recognized him. Why? No, I just thought he looked like Bennett. <laughs> oh my lord. Bennett's this man on the back Yes, he does! Yeah. Okay. Okay, guys, I've yeah, really I enjoyed no it, though. And I'm 
Yeah. Well, thank and thank you to our very vast audience, constantly growing all over the world. Uh, thank you for tuning in. Yeah. We hope you have a happy, a happy holidays, a merry Christmas, a happy Hanukkah, a happy snow day, a happy candle nights, whatever you celebrate. Um, we hope Terry, the non-denominational dragon, brings you lots of good gifts. Yes. Um, and this has been We're Only Only Children. I'm Michaela. And I'm Keith. You, why do you do this? And Me? And this is our special guest. And you I'm your... Twyla, a special guest star. You said your name, no, you, so I said Keith, my name. I know, but your delay is... And I'm Keith. I wait for you to say it. It's the Zoom. This is how this episode's going to close out. Well, thank you, Mom. I mean, <clears throat> Twyla. This is for joining the last us. episode because Michaela keeps trying to pick fights with me. And I do nothing oh. to warrant it. I am nothing but kind to Michaela. Listeners, if you believe what he's saying, um, don't email us. But if you don't believe him, please give me all of your evidence to our email at wookpodcast at gmail.com. That's W O O C podcast at gmail.com. Also, subscribe to our Patreon. We're going to put up some more bonus content there soon. We're very excited to share. And with that, again, happy December. We are signing off. Stop bullying me, Keith. (laughs)